Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which I today have Tyler Kemp, who is the founder of Intent Flow. Um, and he's going to explain himself what Intent Flow does. And please, Tyler, introduce yourself uh, and uh, Intent Flow as well um, and, uh, on this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Elias. Pleasure to be here with you today. Um, yeah, my name's obviously Tyler. I have, uh, I don't even know where to start, really. I mean, I, I've been on the marketing advisory board of a $16 billion finance company in my early 20s. I'm in my 30s now. I um, have helped hundreds of folks reach multiple millions in revenue. Um, I'm the chairman of the board of IntentFlow, and uh, I also run a company called leadroll.co. Um, and I guess my, uh, how do you want me to take it, Elias? You want me to talk about my journey? You want me to talk about, uh, just where things are at today? Uh, well, a little bit. Uh, an interesting angle here would be is why would you, why did you end up founding, um, intent, uh, flow? Because the intense uh, data space is like a very specific and narrow niche within that broad marketing space. And you have a broad experience. So why did you choose to, focus on intent? It's actually a great question because I didn't actually start as a tech founder. Um, I started as a practitioner, right? Helping, uh, in fact, early, early days, I was in the mortgage space. Um, my team, we did 120 million a year in loan volume year over year, um, growing 20% year over year. And then I moved on to SaaS after that. Um, and I also launched, uh, well, again, I mentioned lead role a few years back and at lead role, all the whole company exists to build the perfect sales process. And we do outbound as a service, lining up high ticket appointments for sales teams, effectively replacing SDRs. And in that process, I, got to experience, I mean, we're always looking for the cutting edge, right? On how to use AI and machine learning and different cutting edge um, technology to improve our results with outbound. And in that time, I, I ended up building a bunch of partnerships um, and I've bought millions and millions of dollars worth of, of data in my own right. Uh, but when I became, when I saw what intent when I saw what was possible as we experimented with in-market data intelligence, um, we actually rolled up a company that um, had built what's called an identity graph over the course of 12 years. Um, and we started getting access to immense amounts of data. I built partnerships with... Fortune 100, Fortune 500, partnerships with government for data, part, partnerships with credit bureaus. Um, and what we, what IntentFlow is, is actually the culmination of a hypothesis. The hypothesis being that if instead of buying just a firmographic list, right, like you normally would from 
a Zoom Info or an Apollo or, or, or some of these other companies out there, that if I could know that, but then also have behavior, then I would have a better lead. The question is, well, how do we do that at a, at a price that, that makes sense? And obviously at a, at a tremendous cost to us, we were able to figure that out. And um, uh, at IntentFlow, when, when I became the chairman of the board there, IntentFlow has about 230 million United States uh, contacts, uh, B2B contact records in our data set. And we only deal in United States data, right? I know you're mm-hmm. from the Netherlands, Elias, and there's some uh, folks out of the United States listening to this. But when we sell intent data or in-market contact level intelligence, it's all for the United States. Um, and it all comes back to, well, how much data do you have, right? I mean, the more you have, the better you can actually do this. And, um, and in fact, we have 270 million consumer records as well with mm-hmm. hundreds of features. I know who likes cats versus dogs. I know who likes walking versus jogging. I know who likes board games or video games. Um, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of different things about each person. And, and again, that was accumulated um, through time and also through an amalgamation uh, of partnerships. In fact, what kind of led me here is it, it all started with the data. It started with the data first. And we process, for example, 100 times more data at IntentFlow than ZoomInfo does in a day. That's a lot right there. Obviously publicly traded. I think last month we processed something like 50 terabytes of, of uh, behavior data. Mm-hmm. And if you know how much, how little uh, storage space a contact takes, that's a lot of information. In fact, we had to bring in um, an AI company funded by the NSA just to help us process through it all. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so what led me here was just a series of, uh, I guess, fortuitous events, you know, making great connections, finding, uh, you know, um, finding uh, really access to an incredible uh, match table in the sky, like, uh, which is that identity graph and, and also building partnerships with what are called SSPs. So a supply side platform those are the companies that broker ads on the internet, right? Every time you go to a website and it's got a, a banner ad, mm-hmm. a millisecond transaction has occurred where a your information gets sent off to thousands of uh, demand side platforms and someone wins the bid. That's bid stream. And then the winner of that bid or that auction then gets their ad shown to you, right? That all happens practically instantaneously when you load a website. And through partnerships with nearly all of the major SSPs, I have access to anonymous behaviors on 73% of all internet traffic in the United States, Uh, possibly soon to be 93%, uh, depending on a couple of things. So that's that's some... Very interesting things that you mentioned there, because um, one of the, the things that 
I'm uh, curious to hear more about is that contact level information versus um, a lot of uh, other uh, intent data platforms are offering organizational intent data. What's the difference? Yeah, so pretty big difference. And, and you know, it, it brings up a great question, Elias, because I think, I think sometimes for those who have tried companies like Bombora or Clickagy for intent data, streaming intent, um, they you don't hear a lot of raving fans. You just don't um, because it 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 only takes you so far. Mm-hmm. That approach. So the approach some folks take. I mean, like these companies, for example, is you know, they they've built uh, blog networks. And if they're pixels on that blog, and if they can resolve an IP address, they try to match that to a company. Um, if they can say, hey, that IP address is at a, um, uh, there's a ping on Google Maps there for Comcast, then somebody at Comcast was looking for, um, you know, IT consulting, let's say, or cybersecurity, right? So naturally, if you're trying to, even if you're trying to do account-based marketing, which is the only kind of marketing that really uh, supports, then you still don't know who to talk to. And you don't actually know the level of intent. And sometimes uh, they only look for one signal. Um, whereas, you know, if someone goes to one of these, these networks, these blog networks, um, and there's one signal, do you really know that that person is, <laughs> is in market, right? I mean, you, you, if you even knew who the person was. So there's just natural limitations there, let alone if someone's using a VPN or God forbid they're working from home, then um, their IP address is not going to be the, the corporate address anyways, and it's going to be a lot harder to resolve that identity. Mm-hmm. So we just approach the problem from a different angle. Um, the way that we do our in-market intelligence is we start at the contact and and go that the other direction. We go from the contact to the company instead of from the company to the contact. Uh, and we don't, the other crazy thing about this, we, we all know that there's a lot of privacy changes happening right now in the the world at large. There's definitely privacy changes happening in America. Uh, uh, of course, GDPR is, is big in Europe. Um, since we only deal in United States data, we're not beholden to GDPR, but we do, uh, we are beholden to every United States regulation, which has some limitations, particularly for B2C, but um, B2C is actually a specialty of ours, uh, and as is B2B. And what we do is we don't need, we, we didn't need to have uh, blog networks, right? I don't need to have just my, an arrangement with Forbes or Business Insider or, or, the, or Inc. Um, fact is, because I have partnerships with Bitstream, I have, I can get behaviors on any of those websites and every other, I mean, pretty much, uh, you could search for almost anything online. It doesn't matter if you're looking for shoes or you're looking for product reviews. Um, Somewhere in those results, in the top results, I'm going to be able to resolve identities on those websites. And it doesn't matter if you're using a VPN, which is really scary. And doesn't matter if, I mean, there's uh, there's no cookies involved, right? We don't rely on third-party cookies. The other thing I can do is I can resolve the personal identity of 
about 50%, 60% of folks visiting your website by name. So someone who goes to your website, I know there's some talk, I mean, there's companies out there that are trying to, to mingle in this space, like uh, Clearbit. But again, they deal with the same problems. One is company level. And two, they just don't have as, enough data. They don't have as, nearly as much data as we have. And so in order to do this properly, you need a whole lot of behaviors and you need to be able to de-anonymize those behaviors against own legally owned data. And only then can you, can you actually, if you have all that data, can you actually provide contact level intelligence? And fact is, uh, because we have so much data, because we have 230 million um, B2B records, United States, and we have all that uh, 270 million consumer records, we can match like nobody else. So, and, so all that data, that's the, the data quality that you're referring to is, is the basically key to success when you use intent data. It's it's a huge part of the it's a huge part of the equation. Now, I'll also even go as far as to say that if you are getting so so we saw this a couple of ways. One, we don't have retainers. We have a minimum approved amount of how many leads we can supply, but it's performance only. So, if my leads, if I don't if I can't do what we say we can do, meaning I can't resolve a personal identity of a contact that has expressed some kind of behavior around keywords. So that's the other uh, way we're, we're really different is we take a keyword-based approach. So we start with what keywords is someone looking up? So like, let's just say, you know, Elias, you have a marketing agency and you're looking up folks who are looking up a certain kind of marketing or looking up marketing agencies and they're just Googling it. And you go... You do you you do an SEM rush analysis on that keyword. You're going to find it's maybe a sixteen dollars cost per click, or in a variety of different industries, maybe it's four dollars cost per click. Okay, and typically you would need to have however many clicks you need in order to get a lead. So let's just say four times however many clicks you need. Call it three hundred bucks to get a true in market lead the traditional way. I can get the exact same person who's searching that keyword online and looking around at different review sites or or different uh, just looking up information on the topic and all around segments, keyword segments that are approved by our clients first. And instead of paying 300 bucks or hundreds of dollars, our clients pay us $2. That's it around 98, 99% reduction in cost for the exact same person. And the only difference is they don't know your brand yet. So they still needed to be marketed to, um, still have to do either outbound or inbound to get that person's attention. However, if the contact information is not valid, our client doesn't pay. If we can't resolve the identity, our client doesn't pay. If um, on top of that, um, you know, the industry is kind of built around really long-term contracts and we have, we have 12 month contracts that we, uh, have as well. But if our, if our clients, if our, I say like this, if our data 
that is either used to run ads that are highly targeted, way better for inbound. If you're someone who, if you're low ticket SaaS, let's say, if our, uh, or, or if you're running outbound and you're, you, you're running a sales team and you're, you've got SDRs who are sending cold emails or, or LinkedIn outreaches, whatever. If our data doesn't outperform anything else that they've done before in 90 days, they can, they can part ways, no harm, no foul. They still get to keep all their data. Um, they're just not held to any long-term contracts. If it doesn't outperform like better than anything else they've ever tried. So, so the only on, reason we can make these kinds of guarantees is because we've solved the equation in a really unique way that really no one else has um, even wow. dreamed of solving it. I mean, there's just no way, there's no way that, um, like, you can't throw money at this problem. <laughs> so, <No>. even, <laughs> I mean, and we're partnered with the ones who do throw money at the problem. Mm-hmm. Some of the largest JV companies in the world are uh, folks who supply me data. Mm-hmm. And um, and yet we have something no one else has. I mean, our identity graph alone is 10 years ahead of uh, Zoom Info, ClickAG cool. and Bombora. Wow. 10 so, years in tech years. That's a long wow. time. That and it, that is a it, that sounds like a great solution. So what what I'll do in the show notes, of course, for the listeners, I'll I'll put a link to your uh, your website. Um, so some of that um, stuff that you just told me um, sounds very very uh, gr- very good, and um, I'm just curious to find out because you mentioned something something to me that the CAC of uh, uh, customers can be re- can be reduced by like 70, 80 percent. Um, is that, do you track that for customers or what, what's the average, uh, reduction in uh, customer acquisition? Costs? Yeah, we do try to, we do try to, and, and we rely on, uh, I mean, in the end, it comes down to the, the clients who give us the, uh, the complete the feedback loop, right. They tell us, Hey, here's the deals we close. Um, and we know how much it costs. And, and usually we, what we're able to do from the very start, in fact, if someone gets on a call with my sales team. Um, we're able to determine that math objectively without really a whole lot of questions from the very start before they even sign up because, because we can do competitive analysis around their market and figure out how much does it actually cost to reach these people. Now, they can certainly tell me also, hey, well, here's how much it, it, we, we spend. Um, but a lot of times also there's different... there's we all know leads are not all created equal. And so what we're trying to do is, is to figure out if you wanted to find somebody who was in market for what you do, like using, I mean, the best way to do that right now is Google ads. It just is right. You, you, Mm -hmm. you, if they're looking up, um, I've got a, an e-commerce client who makes 9 million a year just selling vacuum parts using ads right. to, t- to target the intent leads that we supply. Um, and we have strategies, by the way, we don't even just give away the, we don't just give the leads and uh, send our clients on their way. We actually help with strategy too. So our customer success team has weekly calls um, or bi-weekly uh, or actually I should say bi-monthly um, with our clients, holding them accountable, actually showing them at least advising them on how to use the data if they don't know, so that that's not something that holds them back. And uh, 
the in in the end the math is pretty easy it's pretty simple so we if you if you know how much it costs you to get a lead and you know how much you're paying for us i mean if i'm supplying 5000 leads let's say let's say i'm selling uh, I'm, I'm talking to a company i'm going to give them 5000 leads for $10,000 that's $2 a person 10 grand in that month out of 5000 people who are in market, who, by the way, if we didn't have 5,000, we couldn't find 5,000 where they're not actually paying that amount anyway, right? So it's only if we can do what we say we can do. If that's 5,000 people who are looking up roughly what they what they do online through, uh, through keywords, um, what are the odds that they're not going to be able to convert that into actual closed deal? I don't care if they've got a, a three-month sales cycle, a six-month sales cycle, or a two-week sales cycle, um, there's just not a whole lot of ways that doesn't turn into cash if they know how to market. Cool. So so what I uh, suggest is because people need to actually experience this, I, I guess, because it's um, from listening to this, people might want to might want to try it out. So what I suggest is I'll, I'll share a link to your LinkedIn profile and a link to your website, IntentFlow. Um, and for listeners, just, just reach out to Tyler and um, see if you can uh, can work out something for your yourself. Because as said, this could be uh, both used in B two B and B two C. Um, and I would say, you know, what's 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 keeping you from it? Because um, well, you have a almost like a success guarantee. You only pay when when successes mm-hmm. or leads are there. So um, right. sounds sounds amazing to me. Um, and if you're in the U.S., I, I would say go try it out. There's going to be also one more thing I'll say, Elias, which is that the I mentioned, uh, at least when we were talking earlier, that there's there's a number of ways to determine intent, mm-hmm. right? What we just talked about is a process we call in market, um, and and yet um, I do believe that the future of intent data, as amazing as our in market product even is today. Um, we are on the cutting edge of, of some advancements that are going to change things in ways that are not are, are uh, unheard of, just truly unheard of. Um, one of the ways that we're going to be uh, even molding and adapting the product further, if you're listening to this podcast in early 2022, um, then this should already be available to you. But um, very soon, we're actually going to be taking on our uh, some CRM data from our clients, turning that into um, using machine learning to find the patterns there, and actually uh, before that, enriching it with our data set. So, you know, remember, remember, I've got 230 million B to B records, but then also I've got all of the information on their personal life too, what they like, what they don't like, um, who they are, what their financial situation is. If I take my client CRM data, I enrich it with all the information that we have, hundreds of features, and then I model that with machine learning and then apply that to my broad lake. Then And then I'll use in-market as a layer on top of that to say, well, yes, who's who is expressing buying signals and what I'm going to be able to do is create a, a probabilistic lead score 
that is never been done before. It's never been done because no one has, I mean, you just don't have this much data, right? I mean, Zoom Info does not have all of your consumer like interests um, as a consumer, but we do. So when we have all of that and we model that and we model firmographics, then we're going to be able to say, hey, not only can I tell you who is looking uh, up what you do online right now, and can I deliver those to you? But I also will be able to tell you, hey, these are the three people, the seven people, the the ten people you should call right now. And out of out of ten, probably seven or eight are going to buy from you. Um, and that is the next level. We're just figuring out how we want to price it, but um, that is coming to an intentflow.com near you. Um, in the near future as well. And that's going to provide a whole new level of uh, solving the problem. I mean, our, our mission is to, to create the perfect lead list. And that is one step in that direction. Um, so in-market is just one of our many ways that we solve the problem, even though it's already dramatically better than anything people have tried from Bombora, ClickAG, these other companies. It will. Um, it's going to get, it, this is, this is truly the next level stuff. And, and, and we're making it available to mid market, right? We've got clients like zoom video as a client, TikTok's a client, but we're, we really want to democratize the power of AI and the power that your top competition has. Well, not, your competition probably didn't have it. If you're listening to this, probably not, but if you're, you know, Google, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, you know, they've got crazy cutting edge technology, even Zillow, right? If you're in real estate, you're trying to compete with, with Zillow, real hard to compete with their tech advantage. Um, we're leveling the playing field in a way that someone can access with, as long as they are uh, able to afford, you know, call it, uh, as, as long as, let's just say the, the smallest client we would ever work with is making um, you know, between 300 and 500K right and they're on their way to their first million mm-hmm. um any smaller than that it didn't really make sense to talk to us so but, this is this is almost works for 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 almost any company um from 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 the, let's say mid-size to to the enterprise level um, exactly any company that where it's not just you not just one guy probably or if you are one guy your your books you're really busy if you're making you know, 300, 500, you're, you're probably too busy to focus on demand gen. You, you have to have your ops at least a little bit systemized or your mm-hmm. demand gen a little systemized, not too much, but just enough uh, so that if I'm giving you leads, you you can use them. If you can't use them, then you probably need lead role because lead role just uses, does it for you, right? <laughs> lead role will, yeah. I mean, but it's only high ticket on that side. So no no low ticket SaaS or anything like that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.